So crazy day, huh? Yeah. Let's finish this bitch off first real quick. <laughs> Good call. Was that your first one or your second one? My first one. This is the second one. I'm glad to see that you're shuffling cards. I feel like we should pull from the Roar deck today. Oh yeah. I have I was gonna pull from the Lantern Oracle. Well we can pull from both. Yeah, we can pull from all kinds of shit. Um, this is a, one of the few Oracle decks, especially that I own, because I have, uh, so I have, like, the Oracle decks that I really, really use, like the Pure Magic Oracle deck. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Um, I have a Goddess Oracle deck. I have the Witches of Legend. They all basically are, you know, good guides, but there's no, it's not very unlike a tarot deck where there's some cards that are like, oof, wish I hadn't pulled that one, you know, but maybe it's got a right. little, this, this Oracle deck actually has a few of those cards that are like those oof cards. Yeah. The Roar deck is definitely, it lives up to the mean girl name. Mm -hmm. Does not fuck around. All right. Should we do like an intro? Sure. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hearth and Hedge. Welcome. Is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm Amberly. And I'm Margot. And this is our second Tarian tirade. And it is quite timely, actually. Yeah, this is fucked. So today, this will be post on, uh, posted on uh, Monday, June 27th, 2022. But today is... Friday, Friday, June 24th, 2022, the historic day when Roe versus Wade was overturned by the uh, Supreme Court of the United States. So hold on to your hoo-hahs, ladies. Yeah, so uh, we are, we're not the happiest we've ever been. I'll, I'll put it that way. It is uh, never good to see things moving backwards. Anti-progress. Yeah. Rights being stripped instead of being upheld and progressed yeah so as i said earlier when i came on to marco with our group uh do whatever you have to do to comfort yourself do whatever you have to do to relax and try to keep it together uh no judgment i am having some some drinks amberly is having some drinks Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to commiserate a bit. I don't, you know, obviously we don't want to make this whole thing a, like a giant political rant because that might not be fun for everybody, but why? Uh, <laughs> it would also be, it would also feel pretty disingenuine for us to completely ignore the reality of what today is. We pretty much uh, laid out our feelings and our thoughts on this matter in the death episode. How do I say this? How do I, how do I say fuck SCOTUS. <laughs> How do you without, say fuck SCOTUS without saying yeah. fuck SCOTUS? You can't. Yeah. Okay, so those are our feelings. I think that, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. What are you drinking? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm i drinking um, Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Uh, right now I'm drinking a hint of papaya and passion fruit. Ooh, that um, sounds yummy. Yeah, I picked it because it's got vitamin C from Acerola Superfruit. And I was like, hey, that's healthy, right? For sure. So, 
Yeah, I'm drinking Vizzy. I've got a papaya passion fruit here. I've got a watermelon strawberry. I've got a raspberry tangerine. And I've got a blackberry lemon. And I plan on drinking all of them. Nice. Nice. And what are you drinking? I am drinking limoncello with ginger beer. Nice. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, I've been I've been really loving the limoncello lately. Mm-hmm. And also ginger beer. And I was like, well, maybe I should try them together. <laughs> and it works. Why not? It works really well. That's how some of the best cocktails were made. Just trying it out. A little, That's right. uh, what's the term? A little uh, trial and error. A little trial yep. and error. Mm-hmm. So, um, attempting to depart from the funk that is today. It still mm-hmm. is Friday. Friday is Venus Day. Venus is the planet that is all about love. (laughs) (laughs) Love and compassion and self-love. And, you know, Venus has a little bit of a edge to her, too. She can be a little warlike when she needs to be. So I like that Friday energy. Also, it's a great day to drink. So why not have the taurine tirade on a Friday, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start off by pulling a card. That sounds great. Let's do that. (laughs) I want to pull a card for today. I have this new Oracle deck called the Lantern Oracle. It is by Angelina Mirabito, PhD, uh, illustrated by Yuli Alejo. And I really love it. The reason why I decided to purchase this Oracle deck is because um, I get a subscription box every month. Amberly gets the same subscription box, actually. Uh, It is the, um, what's it called? Oh, the Witch's Moon. Uh, it's, It's an amazing subscription box. And about a year ago, I got one card from this Oracle deck in my box and I absolutely loved it. I immediately just put it on my altar. I really connected to it. And then this year, I got another one in one of my random boxes. And once again, it was insanely appropriate. And I absolutely connected to it. Actually, the imagery on the card that I got this year was of this. Oh, here it is. Radical self-acceptance is the card. And the image is of this woman who she just looks like a goddess. She's just sitting wrapped in robes. And if you take a really close look at her, you can see that she actually only has one breast. You can tell that one of them has been removed for whatever reason, possibly surgery due to illness, possibly anything. Um, But the card, Radical Self-Acceptance, You Are Perceived the Way You Perceive Yourself, is just spoke to me so, so much. Um, You know, I've spoken before about my whole journey with my health and that fact that I got this card just kind of blew me away. So I ended up getting the deck and the entire deck is just breathtaking and beautiful. Nice. I'm excited to hear about it. And as I was saying before, uh, the deck, um, a lot of my Oracle decks don't really have any of those cards that you like, don't want to get like the tarot card, you know, like Mm -hmm. the the 10 of swords, the, the absolute worst, you know? Um, but this Oracle deck actually does because life has its ups and its downs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we sometimes find ourselves in the shit, uh, very appropriate to today. So this feels like the Oracle deck that I should pull from. So I'm just going to go ahead and pull a card and see what we get. And it is misalignment. 
Miracles become normal once we face all of the aspects of our life in the same direction. It's actually really interesting. It's a beautiful illustration of a woman and she is, um, you know, she's in the nude. You can only see her profile, but you can tell that there's something very off about the way she looks. Like her torso is too long. Her arms are too thin. Her legs are kind of misplaced. So that whole idea, that whole idea of misalignment where things aren't quite the way they're supposed to be. They just look really, really off. And you can see that in the illustration. Um, so I'll go ahead and read that real quick. What is possible expands beyond our capacity to imagine when we attune our lives to what makes our spirit self sing. It can be challenging to commit to whatever it takes to align all aspects of our life with our bliss. Often we are met with obstacles such as fear, conflicting expectations from others and society, the need for ongoing discipline, the upheaval of releasing from our life all that is not aligned, and determining how to make our lives sustainable once we surrender to all, once we surrender it all to the bliss of living our truth. The process of wholly aligning and integrating ourselves can feel like too much. We may be unwilling to take on the effort, risk, and loss from what this process involves. This is totally understandable. So is wanting to do it sporadically or all at once. The ball is always in your court with this. Therefore, the importance of this card is its reminder that you always have the choice to turn around rather than away from personal alignment. Even if you take it one nuanced fast at a time, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant the detail, it matters and will make all the difference to you. You know, there's a lot more here. I'm not going to read it all because that would just be too much. Um, but there, one last note is the mother's message on here because the whole uh, book, the guidebook is separated separated into maiden, mother, warrior, and crone. Oh, nice. So the mother's message is regardless of how misaligned things may seem, alignment is only ever a different choice and action away. Trust that spirit self will more than meet you halfway in supporting you through each aligned step that you choose to take. That's awesome. Yeah. It's you very good. It's very, it's, it, it never ceases to amaze me how shit just, shit just makes sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm drinking. I'm taking a drink. Let's take a drink. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, my cheers friend. Cheers to Friday. Yes. Cheers to Taurian Tyrade, too. God damn it. <laughs> Should we make this a drinking game for our listeners? Every time what? we say it, fuck. <laughs> In that particular way. <laughs> That's actually a good one. Yeah, Anytime we make a, a disgusted noise, <laughs> yeah. take a Ugh. drink. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You'll be shit-faced within 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, Amberly, yeah. do you have any amazing plans for your weekend? Actually, so my friend Barbara is going on an adventure with her husband. And so um, tomorrow morning, I'm going to take my daughter to the Pride March in Fredericksburg. We're going to go down there and do some, you know, Pride things. Mm-hmm. And then... Very good. Very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's the first one I've ever, I've ever been to, so... I'm very excited. Um, and then after that, I am going to load up my car and I'm driving down to the Bridgman for the week and I'm house sitting. 
Uh, we were up uh, where the town that I used to live in is very, very close to where I live now. And um, there's a main road that runs through that town and several other towns on the way to where I live. And they close that road off frequently um, for different events. And today's mm-hmm. event that they close the road off for is also solstice, summer solstice celebration. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But um, we actually tried to attend a couple of years ago and we parked and walked up and we made it all the way to the beer garden. And by the time we made it to the beer garden, we were like done because it was so crowded. Mm-hmm. Like I bet. we were hungry and every food truck line was outrageous. We you know, we're craving some beer and at the beer garden, the lines were just wrapping around the whole place. It was just so overcrowded. And and I'm like, great, good for you guys. You know, what a success. Awesome. Right. But I'm out of here. I don't <laughs> want to be here anymore. It's too people It's too people That's my favorite. It's too people out here. Yeah. I, I feel you. On um, next Wednesday evening after I get off of work, I'm going to... Uh, my favorite botanical garden in Richmond, since I'm going to be right there. Nice. Um, they're going to have their last night of of pride, and I guess they light up the uh, the dome on the big greenhouse. It's called something else, mm-hmm. but basically, it's a giant greenhouse, and I'm so excited to go see that. So I'm going to go do that. Don't you hate it when you uh, shuffle your cards with two different sides like opposite you know what i mean so that some of them are now facing the wrong way no because that just happened that never happens to me because i'm awesome (laughs) well fuck you too pal (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i'm gonna go do that how about you do you have anything awesome planned for the weekend i think we're going to the beach tomorrow actually there is uh, an inlet that I really like. Okay, so it's an inlet. It's So the bay water and the ocean water meet, so it's nice and warm in that area. But what mm-hmm. you, you do is you park, and there is a trail that goes through a ton of dunes. So you follow this long, winding trail, and it brings you out onto a beach that is empty, just completely empty. It nice. feels completely secluded. And then you can walk along the beach and along the water all the way back to where you parked um, and find a spot to like just post up, you know, in between then and there. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. You know, there's nothing around. There's no boardwalk. There's no um, there's no guy with a cart full of like fudgy wudgies or popsicles or anything walking around. So you got to bring everything you're going to need you know, to hang out for a bit with, but I love how secluded it is. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's one thing about, well, most beaches, but especially on the East coast, it's really, really hard to find a beach that isn't just absolutely overrun. Crowded. Yeah. Also, I mean, I know a lot of people say that the Pacific is colder and it probably is. Oh yeah. But the only time I've ever been to the beach on the East coast was like way North, like up in Maine. And that shit is cold. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maine is cold. I mean, I've never, I've never been to like Florida beach. I've been to Virginia beach and I've been to ocean city and those were both warm. Okay. I have, I have a, 
I was going to say love hate relationship, but I should just be honest. I don't love Florida. <laughs> I've had my issues with traveling to Florida. I have my issues with Florida for several reasons. Also, Florida scares me because uh, alligators scare the shit out of me, and so does uh, flesh eating algae. But mm, fair. I gotta fair. say that the Gulf is the best water I've ever swam in mm -hmm. in my entire life. And I've been in the Atlantic Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Caribbean, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Gulf. And the Gulf by by far is the best. Well, I have um, I have been to not that many places. <laughs> I've been to the Gulf, I've been to the Atlantic, to the Pacific, and I've been to the Gulf of California. Oh. And um, I got stung by a jellyfish in the Gulf of California. So I got stung by a jellyfish in Key West. But yeah, I do love the Gulf. Um, and also the Gulf of Mexico. Let me be, I'm sorry. Um, every time I ever go to the Gulf of Mexico, though, there's like a tropical storm or a hurricane that chases me off the beach. So, mm -hmm. yeah. When we were in Key West, um, the same day that I got stung by a jellyfish, we found out that, uh, okay, I hope I am not screwing this up, but I do, I always get the names mixed up. I'm pretty sure it's Hurricane Irene was coming and that mm. the uh, hotel resort we were at was planning to evacuate. Oh, um, nice. So we actually thought we had a whole week before the storm was coming and there was no going to be no issue. We were going to get in and get out and have a great time. Mm -hmm. We only actually been there for like two days when we found out that they were going to evacuate us tomorrow. So we were like, well, we shouldn't just sit around here and wait for that because that's going to be a shit show. Yeah, an absolute shit. Show. So we got the hell out of there and it was like the odyssey, a fucking epic journey trying to get home. <laughs> Trying to get off the west. I'm it sure. It was insane. Because the only way that we could get a flight home was out of Orlando rather than where we, f we flew into Key West. So we had mm -hmm. to get, get to Orlando by like the next day. And we didn't have a vehicle. We uh, couldn't get a rental car because they were basically turning everyone down because everyone was getting rental cars to get the hell out of there. So we couldn't get one. Wow. I booked a rental car online. And by the time we got to the rental place, they said that, you know, website, the websites aren't reliable and I don't mm -hmm. actually have a car. Um, we ended up finding this tour bus in a, in a random parking lot. <laughs> That was getting ready to drive off of the island, and we mm -hmm. walked up to them and we're like, "Can we hitch a ride with you?" And they were just like, "Well, we're going to Miami," and we were like, "That's fine. Whatever gets us closer to Orlando, you know." And he was like, "Well, how many of you are there?" And I was like, "It's just two of us." And he was like, "All right, give me like sixty bucks a piece." So we paid them and got on this bus. We we still don't know who what this bus was, who these people were. <laughs> it, it went, all we knew is they were getting us the hell off of Key West and onto, Flo onto like the Florida, what would you consider that the mainland or whatever? Yeah. So we were on this stinky bus and we finally mm. got to Miami. Um, we get to Miami and we try to catch a train and we miss the last train. So we turn around from the train station and head into the airport and try to rent a car again. And it was ridiculous. They were not going to give us a car rental. And I think these people knew that, like, come tomorrow, they were going to be completely swamped with people like us. So it was ridiculous mm -hmm. that they were 
not just like giving it. So I basically had a complete emotional meltdown in the hurt. Is it Hertz? Hertz rent a car? Is it called Hertz? Okay, so it was Hertz. Complete, complete and total emotional meltdown. This guy was like, his jaw was on the desk. Just like, <laughs> oh my God. And he gave us a car. Oh, nice. Nice. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to promote, you know, and to anyone out there, I don't want to promote like throwing a complete and absolute tizzy to get your way. But every so often, it's what you have to do. Well, yeah, for sure. That you have to be pushed to that point to be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. But it is right. the only reason why we got a car is because I flipped the fuck out. So they finally gave us a car. We drove in the middle of the night from Miami to Orlando at per their instructions, left our rental car with the other, you know, Hertz rental car in mm-hmm. Orlando. And we actually made it in time for our flight home. It was completely insane and awful. <laughs> Crazy. And that was the last time I was in Florida, I believe. No, 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 no. I lied. I lied. I was in Florida one more time for work, and it was when we had a bomb cyclone at home. And again, my flight home oh. was canceled. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Okay, by the way, as somebody from the Southwest, <laughs> the first time I heard that there was going to be a fucking bomb cyclone, I thought the world was ending. I was like, what in the fuck is that? It's a fairly new term, I think. I don't think I ever heard it before, uh, just maybe five years ago. Yeah. Okay. So for anyone who is outside of the East Coast, a bomb cyclone, or wherever it snows, I'm sure they happen other places, but a bomb cyclone is like this really crazy snowstorm that also spins right like a hurricane so it has the rotation of a hurricane but it brings snow so that's what it is a bomb cyclone and <laughs> it sounds horrific it is and it is horrific. it sounds like that like the fucking apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's just a snowstorm folks <laughs> it's just a really intense snowstorm so they were like yeah let's just give this a name that just that just ter- makes you <laughs> quake in your snow boots <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So that time I was in Florida, I had to fly to Chicago. Now I live in New Jersey. So flying out to Chicago in order to get mm-hmm. home to Philadelphia airport uh, was ridiculous, but it got mm-hmm. me home. And I swore that I wasn't going to go back to Florida <laughs> after that. No offense, Melanie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually only been to Florida um, a couple times and it was like I stopped in the Orlando airport. Like that, that airport's brutal too. It really is. It's not a not a fun one. I mean, and I, this is coming from someone who frequently flies to and from Philadelphia, which is also a I don't know airport. if I've ever been to the Philly airport. Hmm. I mean, I'm used to it. I just understand what how jarring it can be for people who fly in because you know. I don't think being a TSA agent is a very easy job no. by any means. I and there's, do it. I've also encountered this issue in Orlando where they're just, they're not afraid to show you how absolute miser- absolutely miserable they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just rubs off. It's also a little scary sometimes, but I'm, I'm used to the Philadelphia airport. I could get in and out pretty quickly. Most of the time. Uh, it's just, it's very gray. 
Like the whole area mm-hmm. is very gray. Like I, I flew, I flew in from Hawaii once and it's like I had Technicolor glasses on and then I f- took them off and landed in <laughs> like, it was, it was a movie called Pleasantville when everything was black and white before it turned into color. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I landed in Pleasantville pre the sexual awakening that caused everything to explode into color. You know, that's so funny. I was like, thinking, uh, you know, when Dorothy goes back from yes, <laughs> Kansas pre Oz, yeah, what Philadelphia airport feels like if you're you're flying there from Maui for sure. That's so funny. I love a good travel horror tale. <laughs> I do because I've had my own. You know, there can be some shitty things that happen when you're traveling and. You kind of just got to suck it up, Buttercup, because that's the that's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I and my cousin went to Europe. I mean, it's been 20 years now. I think it was it was right before it was the summer before 9-11 or the summer of 9-11, I guess, because that's still summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we went that June of 2001. We flew uh from New Mexico to Germany, had a great time in Germany. Um, shenanigans, all the shenanigans. My cousin was 17, I think, I, or my, no, my cousin was probably 19 and I was 16. And uh, just funny shit happened because my cousin's a crazy person. But after we left Germany, we traveled to Hungary and we flew on a little puddle jumper to Hungary and uh, and then we were going to ride in a passenger van from Hungary to Romania. Okay. So we flew into Budapest and uh, our van wasn't there. <laughs> so we're like sitting there. I think it was like two or three hours before somebody shows up like with or with our last name on the sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we went and we gave them our stuff and they, they put us in this passenger van that was made for like 12 people but they smushed well more than 12 people into it my dad and i and my cousin were in the back seat like the very very back of the van and the only person the only two people that spoke english to us were the driver and his his passenger like in the front and we drove into you know the the outskirts of of budapest and stopped for dinner. Uh, there was this really hot guy <laughs> that was the waiter there. He was so handsome. Um, obviously, he didn't speak English, so I just got to look. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, except for my dad was <laughs> translating. So it kind of like killed the mood a little bit. <laughs> but so we, we stopped there, we ate dinner, and then we got back in the van and we, we just drove for fucking ever. We stopped at the Hungary-Romania border. Nope. I lied. We stopped about two miles before the Hungary-Romania border and let the passenger, the other English speaker, off. Pulled his bike out of the back and rode his motorcycle, like left on his motorcycle. Uh, Well, I guess, but he does because he comes back later. (laughs) he's a he's a returning character um so we stop at the 
at the border and our driver is like, don't talk to anyone. You just sit there, give me your passports. So, you know, okay. So we just gave them passports. We're sitting there for like two hours. Oh God. At this point we've been, we've been in the van probably, I don't know, five or five or six hours after eating. Uh, <laughs> finally get past the border. Forrest, you're not helping. <laughs> I think maybe, does he need to go potty outside? Oh, yeah. Look at that crooked head. Or he might need food. Oh, Chaka needs food or whoever's under me. Um, oh, yeah. It's 6 o'clock. Can you feed them, honey? So, anyway, we, uh, we passed the border. And a couple miles past the border, we stop again. And we pick the guy up that left on his bike. Oh, he knew a secret way in. Yeah. (laughs) Bypassing the authorities. And my dad was like, what in the fuck is going on? (laughs) Because he's in the fucking Europe, now Eastern Europe, with two teenagers. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? Right. That's that's a little shady. Yeah. (laughs) And, um... So we keep going and forever, Margot, I was like, we, we stopped to eat and we never got out of that van until we ran out of gas. What? <laughs> I know that sounds fucked up, but we ran out of gas, thankfully, like pretty close to a gas station. Like we limped into the gas station, but my kidneys, I thought were going to fucking explode. I had to pee so fucking bad. It was just miserably uncomfortable. And so we finally stopped and the fucking driver's like, don't talk to anybody. Oh my God. I was like, fuck, man. You're not being like, you're not a bunch of like people getting smuggled out over the border. You're Well, I don't know. Like it felt like we were. So So we go into this bathroom and it was, it was really gross. It was not clean. You know, it was, it was like, <laughs> it was not clean. Don't talk to anybody. I know. Just don't talk to anybody. That's like, he kept telling me that don't talk to anybody or telling us that. So we, uh, we went to the bathroom, get back in the car and then we drive the rest of the way into Cluj, which I think was like another two hours. And so side note, the whole time we're driving, my dad and my cousin are talking about how hot the women are on this bus, <laughs> right? They're like, oh, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. She, you know, like just being, assuming, you know. Assuming that guys. most people couldn't understand what they were saying or. Like, yeah, nobody talked to us. Right. 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 It was only the driver and the passenger that got out and got back in that spoke to us in English. So they were just talking about how hot these ladies were and i will tell you women in eastern europe are really fucking hot oh yeah um so we're getting into clues and then we're like telling them we're we're staying at the continental hotel and everyone's like i don't know or the driver's like i don't know where that is so now the entire bus starts talking to us in english (laughs) in english and trying to like figure out (laughs) Where the fuck we're going? Was your dad mortified? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. At this point, we were all just like, I just need to get the fuck off this fucking thing. <laughs> Nothing <band."> matters anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm about to pee myself. I can't even feel embarrassment. Yeah, like feel this is fucking crazy. Um, and so I, I do have to, to 
stress that this was right after, I mean, not right after, but it's very close after the Iron Curtain fell. And so communism, I know Romania wasn't part of that, of, of Russia, but the communism was part, Romania was communist until very soon before we went there. Um, so that's why things were just so weird Aww. and crazy. Yeah. Um, but so they're all trying to discuss where we're going, right? And so they, they end up dropping us at the bottom of this hill. And they're like, they point up to the top of the hill and they're like, that's where you're staying. So we have our big ass, you know, we're going to Europe for two weeks long suitcases, right? Mm-hmm. And we trudge up this hill and it's like, I don't know, five or six in the morning. And we knock on this door and this is that the fucking Continental Hotel. <laughs> I'm having a lot of like European vacation, like flashbacks. Just- oh my God. It was such a shit show. The whole fucking trip was just like, oh my God. So they let us in. It was, it was, I think it, I think it was kind of like a hostel. Mm-hmm. Um, they let us in, but the phone lines in Romania were only activated during certain hours And this is like a leftover from communism. Mm -hmm. So we had to like, I don't even know if we had, I don't know if we had to wait or we begged or something. I don't know. Finally, we got to call a cab. The cab came to get us and took us to our hotel, our real hotel. Okay. (laughs) And we fucking walk in after this harrowing experience, after this fucking just (laughs) miserable night. Oh, and I didn't tell you, but the driver drove like a fucking psychopath. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like crazy. But anyway, so we get to the fucking hotel and my dad goes to check in and the hotel's like, oh, we don't have your reservation. You can't stay here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how my dad did this because knowing my father now, like, I don't know how he handled that. Yeah. Yeah. But he kept it together. We fucking walked down the street to this bank of, of phone booths where you had to have a special card to use the fucking phone. We had to buy one of those. And, uh, we called our host, uh, and we're like, look, this is what's going on. And he managed to call the hotel and be like, it's fine. You know, we, we went back to the hotel, got into the hotel, but by this time we were like, fuck Romania. Yeah. I just want to go back to the hotel. Like told (laughs) you we did. And they were like, Oh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. That whole, I mean, there were so many more shenanigans after that, not shenanigans, but like bullshit things that happened. And maybe that'll be the next story in tirade, but that is my biggest travel nightmare. I actually said to Randy at one point when we were having our epic journey home from Key West, um, at least we were in our home country. At least like there wasn't a language barrier. There wasn't Mm -hmm. like an issue with, you know, uh, money exchange. We could understand everything at least. I mean, it was still hellish, but it, it wasn't as yeah, it wasn't as bad as that. You know what? It was a fucking adventure. It was yeah. an adventure. 
I was going to say, it wasn't until after that ridiculous fiasco that it ever even really crossed my mind to do travel magic before I travel. Oh, <laughs> do some travel magic. Yeah. Hello. Right. And, well, I was in my blackout period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was my oh, blackout phase. <laughs> So the next the next trip we took, uh, I believe we went we went to Grenada. I think that was the next trip we took. Yeah, we went to Grenada, and I did some travel magic, and it went swimmingly. Wonderful. Wonderful. And That's we had awesome. Great weather. I love it. I was just looking at my phone while you were out, and I have a uh, oh okay. So I did an interview with um, your average witch podcast right Mm -hmm. um the wonderful mama kim and uh she mentioned it today and we were talking about about a lot of things you know that i think we did the interview maybe a month ago Mm -hmm. um at least a month ago and i a lot of what we talked about you know ended up being very relevant today so i was just looking at that it just sucks yeah it really, really does. Makes me sad that I am raising a young lady who has now less rights than I did. Yeah. When I was her age. Fuck. Drink Shit. everybody. I know. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Oh, you know what? Guess what? Gotta open another. Oh yeah. Nice. Alright. I'm gonna read us a card. All right, read us a card. Read read me a read me a card. I'm trying to think of a really dumb way to say it and it's not even coming. Read me a card, please. Read a card. Read a card. Oh, here she is. Okay. Uh this is from the Roar deck, Roar Oracle deck by MJ Coolanane. And uh this is already on our resources page. Love this deck. Love it, love it, love it. I call it my mean girls deck because these ladies do not fuck around. It is a great deck. Uh, this is, the card is Gertrude Eaterly. It appears like she was a swimmer. Uh, oh, yep, an American swimmer. The queen of the waves. Oh, is she the one that swam from Cuba to Key West? Hmm, that's possible. Uh, it doesn't say anything about that. Okay. About where she swam. It's, you, would, you would think that's... Maybe it wasn't her. I probably have my people mixed up. Um, from Gertrude, to me, the sea is like a person, like a child that I have known a long time. It sounds crazy, I know, but when I swim in the sea, I talk to it. I never feel alone when I'm out there. If you are struggling with accomplishing something, something, call on Gertrude. She brings tenacity and determination. Her unwillingness to give up or call it quits will give you the strength when you question if you have it within you to keep going. Gertrude asks that you embrace the challenge. Get to know it as if it were were a person. Talk to it and listen to what your intuition tells you. You are not attacking your goal. You are working in cooperation with it. Hmm. That is very appropriate. It is appropriate. Another one. Um, This deck, I really recommend it. It's really a wonderful, beautiful deck. So, random question that just popped into my head. Okay. Totally right. How do you feel about hexing the patriarchy? Ooh. Okay. Um, 
you know, honestly, six months ago, I'd be like, no. <laughs> today i don't hate the idea yeah it makes sense and you know what it goes it goes along with uh the practice of magic and witchcraft um as it kind of has always been kind of the practice of those who were on the outskirts marginalized Mm -hmm. incapable of seeking you know, other resources for justice, incapable Mm -hmm. of seeking justice at all. And things like this are just born out of necessity, you know, because there's no other place to turn. So, um, so your change, your change of heart actually really reflects that, you know, (sighs) I think it's great. (laughs) Let's do it. I think it's great. Um, Unfortunately, though, prayer is powerful. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft is powerful. Prayer is powerful. The people that are making these shitty decisions and in power have a lot of people praying for them. Yeah. And Why? That, I think, that I think is very, very strong, strong protection. You know, it's like, I think there's probably been spiritual warfare going on for as long as, there's been politics or spiritualism Uh, probably right if you are part of our patreon program patreon group Hmm. we are going to do spells for change in our book group oh yes our new book club Mm -hmm. our book our new book club on patreon and uh frankie castanea wrote a little chapter about witchcraft as activism. There is not a spell in there, but it does talk about how how witchcraft can and should be used for activism. Absolutely. For activism. Witchcraft is inherently political. It's inherently activist. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's all those things. I I honestly and I got to tell you, I'm being perfectly honest here. I can't stand it when I come across a so-called witch who gets upset when politics are brought up or claims that they don't have anything to do with politics. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you a witch? How? Yeah. How are you a witch? You can't, I don't know. You, especially, especially the witches that work so closely with the earth. Mm -hmm. You cannot, (laughs) you cannot be non-political and give a shit about the yeah. earth. A lot of politics has to do with our ecosystem, our environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how we're going to try and reverse the damage that we've done. If anybody even wants to do that anymore. <laughs> how are you not interested in politics? Yeah. You are actively putting yourself in a group of marginalized people. Whether you like it or not, you yeah. are... You have joined the club. Even if you're white America, you are now. And you don't want to stand for anything. Yeah. Then please see your way out. Go, 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 go. Um, This is just a little aside that gave me a giggle today when I was driving or when I was walking through the grocery store, I was picking up American cheese because my son and my husband really love American cheese and there's like the yellow American cheese and there's white American cheese, right? Mm-hmm. 
my husband calls white American cheese Trump cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but the yellow one would make more sense. I think it's just because it's white American. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You're welcome. I love, I love American cheese. We had a, we had burgers for dinner. We grilled some burgers and um, we just had cheddar. And it was good. But I was like, man, something about a slice of American cheese on a burger is just, it's just right. That's funny. Yeah, my husband and my son would agree completely with you. Um, I'm not a huge fan of American cheese. Uh, but since I've been switching over to a more plant-based, vegetable-based diet, mm -hmm. uh, vegetarian or vegan cheese is basically American cheese. Except for it doesn't have the milk. It's like the kind that's made with oil that they always said was bad. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, like a single? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. So it has that texture and that flavor. Mm -hmm. um, it's not terrible. So it's I'm not curious. great. I'm curious then, is vegan cheese like healthy or is it just not meat, not animal byproduct? I'm going to go with it. It's not healthy. Yeah, um, it doesn't really, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but it doesn't really sound. It, See, yeah, vegan is, cheese is not healthy. I, um, I have been... I, I guess I could refer to myself as a, a reducitarian. I heard mm -hmm. that term at work. One of my coworkers uh, like said it. she was a reducitarian because it, it, it doesn't, you know, consign you to like these limitations because you're just trying. That's basically all that means is right. you're, you're trying to reduce your meat intake for the sake of mm -hmm. your health or the sake of the environment or the sake of the animals or all those things. Or all of the things. Yeah. Um, but you're not like beating yourself up about it. You're just trying. Right. And my thing is that if I do finally achieve plant, fully plant-based diet, I don't like, I don't like all like the fake foods because mm -hmm. I wonder what's in that. Because I here right. I am in this position of like really uh, scrutinizing everything I put in my body mm -hmm. lately, you know, as I drink hard seltzer. Uh, <laughs> um, so I try to avoid like not real food basically, right. which is difficult when you're trying to reduce your meat intake also, because yeah. um, just vegetables all the time is no fun. I think that the, I, I think the whole, the, the goal would be for me would be a whole food diet. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm going to not eat meat, most of the time it's okay. Like beans are good, you know, whatever. But sometimes I just want something that's, meat e oh, so yeah. i've been i've been doing the i think i sent you the the link to it daring chicken mm -hmm. not chicken daring not chicken is really good and it has the texture and the flavor of chicken but then you're like how did they do that yeah. <laughs> and like the beyond meat and Witch like craft. you know um there is this uh, i think it's morningstar farms makes chorizo crumbles and that yeah is a really really good meat um substitute because I, there's just so many flavors. spices in it i actually do like the morning star farms um breakfast sausage in, oh yeah. In, yeah in quotes it's pretty good i don't know yeah. what the hell is in it but it's pretty good and i like beyond meat burgers too yeah so i have done uh the beyond meat burgers i have some beyond 
meat crumbles in my freezer that I can't, I'm going to have to throw them out. I don't like no, them at all. No good. They're terrible. Yeah. yeah. I like the burgers from Beyond Meat. Uh, yeah. I had impossible sausage the other day. <laughs> impossible sausage. That just sounds weird. Um, with cauliflower and yucky and vegetables. How was that? It was actually really good. Honestly, if you know how to like saute some stuff up and season it, mm-hmm. then pretty much anything is, is, is good to go. Right. But every once in a while though, I get this feeling and I don't know if it's completely psychosomatic, but I get this feeling like if I don't have a turkey and cheese sandwich, I'm going to drop dead and I just <laughs> have to. <laughs> That's how I feel about bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bacon is so good. So I can't good. even tell you the last time I had bacon. I mean, it hasn't been that long. It's been like maybe three weeks, but I just yeah. can't remember when I have it. And I'm also much, much more inclined. I have a I have a couple friends who hunt. Um, I'm much more inclined to eat that meat. Yeah. Um, and actually I was just, uh, in the office, uh, the other day and my boss, you know, comes in and just like kind of shoots the shit with us every once in a while. And he came in and he was talking about, uh, deer hunting season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, are you going to be bringing any of that meat in? Cause I'll take some of that. Like just, it just, right. if, I feel so much less guilty eating meat that's been hunted than meat that's gone through mm-hmm. like the meat industry. Yeah. So the meat, the hunting interest. So I work for the National Park Service. I don't know if anybody knows that. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Um, But the hunting system where you have to get a hunting license, you have to get a a tag. uh, You sometimes have to enter a lottery if you want to hunt a certain type of meat. The whole thing is designed for conservation of that species and the ecosystem around it. So I know that there's a lot of people that are like, oh, why would you hunt deer? Well, sometimes you have to. Yeah. Because you need to reduce the population because we have killed their natural predators. So there's no natural predators. And so their population gets too high. And then the ecosystem gets thrown off. Yeah. So it's like this whole fucked up situation for the, you know, for the ecosystem. So you have to hunt them to cull the herd, right? Also, I'm really tired of hearing that from people who buy their meat at the supermarket. Yeah. Here, listen, listen, listen. 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 (laughs) If you bought it, you killed it. Guess what? If you bought it Mm -hmm. and you ate it, you killed it too. So now. Would you rather have meat that was hunted c- clean, no antibiotics, no mm-hmm. m- no processing? The animal wasn't living a miserable, filthy life in a gross factory. And the hunting of this animal actually helps preserve the ecosystem that it lives in. Mm-hmm. Or would you like to eat your gross bleached chicken and feel good about yourself because you didn't actually kill the chicken physically technically or your dyed yeah beef that isn't actually really that color unless it's right off the right and unless of course you know some listeners might be vegans and that's cool good for you i actually commend you i think that's great but 
you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. And it's not for me. And the more that I switch to um, vegetable based diet, the more I think that it's really dairy that stops me. Dairy and bacon. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things. Um, I could live without so many things, but I really love cheese. I, fucking I was just going to say that the only dairy that I consume is, is cheese and I refuse to eat fake cheese. And I also can't fathom a life without cheese. And cheese is fucking amazing. Yeah. Cause otherwise I use, I use a lot of coconut based, mm-hmm. um, yogurt, some, yeah. Like coffee creamers, coconut. Mm-hmm. And I know that every, every, everything has its problems. I know that there's problems with almond milk. Uh, everything that we, pretty much everything that becomes popular gets over, over processed, over, overproduced and right. it's never sure. any good. Honestly, there's just too many humans. That's the, That's the big thing. <laughs> and then they're, they're like, but no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to make it so you can't stop this yeah. human from growing. Not only are there too many humans, but we're going to make you keep shitting them out. America. America. You know, I'm only gonna get. I'm only gonna get more and more eloquent the the more hard seltzers that go down. Yep, I feel you. I'm. I, oh my god, I'm more than halfway through this bottle. Oh, how strong is that stuff? Mm, well, it's not unstrong. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> it's not unstrong, Margot. It's not unstrong. It doesn't fucking say. Oh, okay. Well, then you're not you're not meant to know. It's fine. Oh fuck! It's twenty eight percent. Okay. Have a the, have a very large glass of water before you go to bed tonight. Oh fucking! I will, and I will have a Gatorade too. There you go. I have that liquid IV stuff too. Mm. It tastes as yucky, but it does the trick. I keep telling my family to like come here and do things for me, but nobody's listening. <laughs> what do you need? I want them to bring me some ice and a fucking another one of these ginger beers so that I'm not just drinking straight fucking limoncello. Maybe they're maybe they think you know you're recording, so they should avoid losers. <laughs> she loves her family. I do. Really does. <laughs> but sometimes they're losers. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so, did you do? I'm trying to think I was I'm just like trying reminding myself that this is a, a witchy podcast and we should what? maybe maybe talk about did you do anything for the solstice you I know feel what? Like, I fucking didn't oh I failed so hard I know that you made a beautiful dinner I saw it oh that was the cauliflower and yucky with the impossible sausage and the vegetables that yeah. looked so good with the sauteed spinach yeah. like that looked so good I got super excited. So the morning of, I think it was the morning of, uh, yeah. So I was, I got married on the summer solstice, um, back, yeah. in, back in 2008, it was on a Saturday and I was like, Oh shit. Summer solstice falls on a Saturday. That's my wedding date. We got married on the beach. So the morning of the solstice, I woke up and, uh, my husband had picked some lilies from our garden and put them in a little glass oh my god it was so cute and left them you know next to my laptop where i work so i got all excited because they were they were like the little centerpiece on on the table and i set up the plates real nice and it was a cute little feast 
Um, I did do a ritual though. You know, since I've been working from home, it's actually kind of not that I can't be completely out and open with my practice with my husband around, Mm -hmm. but I feel, I just feel more comfortable doing all my witchy shit when I'm by myself. Right. So he was working because it was on a a Tuesday, I believe. Mm -hmm. So while he was at work, uh, you know, I did, you know, my, I put in my day's work as quickly as I could. And then I just got to it and I did, I did some ritual. Uh, I made some sun water outside Nice. Uh, I did some divination and it was great because it's been a really long time since I've really thrown myself into ritual work and, and kept to a schedule for the Sabbath. Like I also did um, a full moon ritual in the, this this past full moon. You're the best. Can I have a... Oh shit, an she got some stuff. That's All right. right. I know. I've, I was texting. Somebody's got to help me. <laughs> what, babe? America has stricter laws now than the Taliban. America has stricter laws now than the Taliban. Oh. They actually allow for certain things. Oh, Taliban does allow for some proportions. Hmm. All right, well, let's just... um, Oh, my. Let's just think about that, motherfuckers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Cheers to you. Um, So I was just feeling like my old self, you know, because I definitely fell off for a long time, you know, with everything I've had to deal with in the past year. So I feel like I'm getting back on track with my practice. It makes mm-hmm. me feel just really attuned and empowered and fucking A. What's That's next? awesome. Next up, new moon. And then, no, the moon's waning right now. To fuck? Yeah, it's waning. Well, I missed it because we had like a... a t- Fucking shit balls, man. Yeah, the new moon is on the 20, 28th. So that's uh, next Tuesday. It wasn't the new moon in Gemini. When did we do the, the the full moon in Scorpio? Sagittarius. <laughs> What's happening? One of those fucking things. Well, because remember, I kept saying it was in Scorpio, but it was in Sagittarius. Yes, it was in Sagittarius. You're right. You're right. You're right. That was our first mini-sode. Our second mini-sode was the new moon in Gemini. No, no. The, the new moon is on Tuesday. Well, guess what, my friends? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. You actually have the episodes correct. You just have them reversed. So it was the new moon in Sagittarius? It was the full moon in Sagittarius because it's anytime it's a full moon, it's the opposite of where the sun is. So, uh, so Sagittarius being all the way in like, you know, December area, you know what? It would be so easy for me to just pull up our episodes. I know. I was just thinking that myself. I was like, why am I so fucking, okay, it's fine. I don't really care at this point. (laughs) I mean, I do. Now I need to figure this shit out because my brain hurts. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Buckle up, buttercup. (laughs) The most recent mini-sode was, come on, give me the deets. All right, the- Give me the deets. It was the full moon, the super moon in Gemini. Oh, okay. I was all the way down by episode 14. So the most recent mini-sode was the full moon in Sagittarius. No. Yes. (laughs) Episode 16, before the summer solstice special- was the full moon in Sagittarius, which was also a supermoon. And the strawberry moon slash honeymoon slash mead moon. Then the one before that was the new moon, 
which was in Gemini. The one before that was the new moon in Gemini. What? Yeah. Dude, my, my entire, like, I'm feeling like the Mandela effect right now. <laughs> well, I, I should say I'm not relying on my memory anymore at this point. I'm looking at our list of episodes. No, I know you are. And that's why I'm like really fucked up because I thought I was right. <laughs> I'm like stressing the fuck out right now. Did you just get here from another timeline? It's possible. Maybe you just woke up here today. Or another uh, a another alternate universe. Motherfucking shit balls. Oh, no, no. I remember. Okay, this is why my shit's all fucked up. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Correct. Okay, that's where my, fuck, my shit's all fucked up. Never mind. But you didn't I talk about, you didn't mention Jupiter once. I know I didn't. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But in my brain, that shit makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and this is not going to make any sense to anybody else, but I associate Rachel with Jupiter, with Jupiter and Gemini. Rachel pretty much founded. So that's why I was like, it's it's the it's the super moon in Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) So I was that. By the way, friends, uh, if you're still with us, (laughs) everyone's probably like, "Fuck these (laughs) crazies." Rachel is a co-host of Two Geminis and a Leo. Uh, It's an awesome astrology podcast. And Rachel is also our very good friend. And she is the facilitator for Anahata's Purpose, which I Mm -hmm. think we might have talked about maybe once. (laughs) Uh, Did we? I don't know. And she pretty much turned us all on to um, the awesomeness of Jupiter. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Jupe Troop. She's pretty much the leader of the Jupe Troop. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, she's got the. It's uh, not a cold. She's got a sick pack of cigarettes rolled up in her t-shirt sleeve, you know, Fucking and a, man. a switch, a, a, this thing in her pocket that looks like a switchblade, but it's actually a comb. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I just turned the jupe the jupe troop into grease, the cast of grease. <laughs> but... I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's fine. <laughs> she doesn't have any of those. <laughs> Rachel's like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> Anyway, listen to Two Geminis and a Leo. It's great. One of these times we're going to have a taurine tirade or some kind of crossover with them because that would just be a whole lot of fun. I think it should be a taurine tirade. Yeah. I think it'd be good. Wow. <laughs> what a fucking day. You know what? It's what just stress. What a fucking day. Stress it makes is stress. everything cloudy in our brains. It is stress. So one thing that I want to address, all fun aside is that votes matter they absolutely do uh i know sometimes we feel like i voted and my vote didn't count and it doesn't matter your vote counted Mm -hmm. your vote counted votes count if there if votes did not count january 6th debacle would not have happened never would have happened votes absolutely count vote Vote, vote, vote for your fucking mayor, vote for your city council, for your county officials, vote Vote for your state. You know how many politicians get started in school boards? Vote for everybody. Scrutinize the fuck out of these people. Ask them hard questions. That is our, our right as Americans 
our privilege as Americans. Because if you are a felon, am I not? Am I not right in saying that felons lose their right to vote? You are absolutely right, and that is kind of the cherry on top for these assholes, because. Once abortion is banned, they will make it a felony if you are caught, you know, having had one or helping someone have one, Mm -hmm. and then you will get your right to vote taken away, which does seem like almost like it's their end game is to take away the votes of, of women, of the LGBTQ community, of black people, of Hispanic, you know, and Asian people of Native Americans, of all marginalized Mm -hmm. groups. It does seem like it's the end game. Uh, And we need to preserve that. Yeah. Stand up, ladies and gentlemen. Stand up. Uh, Because this isn't just about a uterus. Going back to people, not just witches, but people who claim that they're not interested in politics, they don't want anything to do with it, it doesn't affect them. Okay, there's a, there's a very big problem there. First of all, the fact that you don't give a shit about your fellow man is a problem. It is. Just because something doesn't affect you directly does not mean that you shouldn't be concerned about it. It does not Correct. mean that you shouldn't be concerned about it. Correct. And if you think this is only about abortion, then you also need to open your eyes. Because you are wrong. You are wrong. Abortion was made legal on the premise of Roe versus Wade, which was based in our right to privacy. Mm-hmm. Once that crumbles, there are so many other things that are left vulnerable. Yeah. Gay marriage rights are left vulnerable. Yes. Contraceptives are left vulnerable. Anything that has to do with your right to privacy, interracial marriage. These things are all vulnerable now because... Mm-hmm. Those precedents that were set with Roe versus Wade based on our right to privacy have now crumbled. And a lot of people are saying, and God, I hope you're right. To those of you who are saying that it actually has to crumble in order for us to build it back up and build it better. Because, yeah, Roe versus Wade was a shitty Band-Aid on the situation in the first place. And they never really established real rights for women and marginalized groups. Yes, that's fine. But the problem is that the people who are responsible for this fuck fest right now, it's not their intention to build it back up better. So, yeah, we're nervous. We're scared. We're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And to talk about this asshole Thomas again, uh, that I'm reading this directly. Uh, I, it's still on my phone, so I'm just going to read yeah, it directly. Great. Thomas, it. meanwhile, called on the court to revisit other decisions, including contraception and same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. In his opinion, agreeing with the majority ruling. He wrote that he would do away with the doctrine of substantive due process and explicitly called on the court to overrule the rulings of Griswold versus Connecticut on the right to contraception, uh, Lawrence versus Texas on the right to same-sex intimacy, not marriage, intimacy, Mm -hmm. dictating who you can get into bed with. Yeah, so how long ago has that been? Right, right. And finally on Obergfell versus Hodges on the right to same-sex marriage. So if you think this is only about abortion, folks, please, please, please just do your research. Look it up. I hate to say that because I don't want to sound like some kind of crazy conspiracy theorist who's like, do your research. But You're not, though. It's there. Do your research. The information is there. 
It is there. And it's not, you don't have to dig for it. It's no. right on top of the pile. It's right on top of the pile. This is not, this is not what this country is supposed to stand for. Mm -hmm. One religious ideal ruling over everyone, telling them how they're supposed to live. That is not, that is not where I was born. That's not the constitution. No. That's not separation of church and state. My little girl, who's not really little anymore, but my little girl crawled into bed with me this morning and she said, mommy, I'm scared. I, I don't even have any words for that. She should be. She should be scared. We should all be scared because there is nothing except our voices between us, our country and absolute ruin. When I was a little girl, I was so proud and so thankful that I grew up, that I was lucky enough to be born in the United States where we were free. And I'm still thankful and proud and lucky that I right. live in the United States, but I'm also disappointed because I know my husband who was a veteran is disappointed. He didn't fight for this bullshit. He fought for freedom. And this is not, it is not freedom. No. To say something about patriotism, mm -hmm. because there's always that asshole out there who will accuse me and you of not being patriotic. Patriotism is not blindly going along with your country and putting on a hat with an American mm -hmm. flag on it and waving a little American flag on a wooden stick while getting pissed on. Patriotism is finding the problem and fixing it because you care about where you live. Mm -hmm. Patriotism, yes, patriotism is working towards a better future always. All right, let me tell you how crazy I am real quick. This is how my mind works. So I'm sitting at my desk today. Um, I work from home, except, you know, one or two days a week I go into the office. Um, you know, it is the, unfortunately, it's the silver lining of all of everything that went down with COVID is that, you know, many companies realize that they don't have to force their employees to come into work every day. So I work from home most of the time. Mm. I was sitting and I was staring at my laptop, not actually seeing anything on the screen, just staring, fuming, letting my mind go wherever it was going. And I zeroed in on the date <laughs> and I'm looking at the date on my laptop again. And it says 624. 2022. And you know how when you're doing numerology or you're breaking down your birthday to get your numerology, you add the numbers together to get, you know, this to break it down into a smaller singular number. So two and four equals six. Two and two and two equals six. Today, if you were breaking down the date into, you know, smaller numerology code, it today is 666. And I just sitting there staring at the clock, letting my mind go wherever it's going to go. I was like, this is the work of the Antichrist. <laughs> Mind you, I'm not Christian, obviously. Uh, but I just think it's funny that these, you know, basically these are American evangelicals and these Bible thumpers who want to push their views on everyone. Basically put this out on a date that is synonymous with the Antichrist. That's how my brain works. That's how my brain works. Yeah. Yep. It is.
It's the day of the beast. I start to think about the uh, my travel story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have just pissed my pants. <laughs> like with my bladder now in that situation, I would have just peed. I'm actually surprised that nobody did pee themselves because okay, it's a small, it's a major accomplishment to not pee yourself when you are when your bladder's about to burst and you're mm-hmm. on a in a scary car ride and mm-hmm. in a high intensity situation because you just don't know what's going on. You don't understand why things are going the way they are. And I'm sure it was a bumpy car ride. Now, yeah. everybody that was packed into your van on top of that, mm-hmm. seemingly did not piss themselves. They that's, all ate. They all that's, drank. That's incredible. Nobody and shot or pissed. Good for them. Because honestly, that would have made everybody else's. I mean, obviously the person who accidentally peed and or shit themselves would have a really bad time. But imagine you're sitting next to the person. You're already having a terrible, terrible experience. And the person next to you has pissed themselves. (laughs) Right. I mean, because at least they're feeling some relief. Of course, they're probably embarrassed and uncomfortable. But now. Yeah. You're still, your bladder is still full. And you're dealing with somebody else's. (laughs) So I'm I'm sitting here listening to you talk and it has been 20 years, right? I mean, 21 years. And I'm trying to think like, were the the non-Americans allowed to exit the van? I'm trying to remember, like maybe they were allowed to leave the van to go potty. You know, are you, you maybe it was just us. Do you think you're yeah, the like, only ones that were being told to not speak to anyone? Also? Yeah, like at the at the the border, like maybe okay. they got to go pee. Maybe it was for your own protection for some reason. Unfortunately for you, it was very uncomfortable. Maybe it was, but mu- yeah, maybe. It must have been so confusing. I feel like when I was a teenager, I just I just there was just a lot of things that I didn't understand and I would have been so confused and yeah. probably petrified about the whole situation. Well, I talked to my dad and I talked to my cousin about it and we all kind of remember the same thing, but I kind of wonder if we forgot that maybe the people that were locals to the area were allowed to exit the van at that point and go to the restroom, all, which would make sense. You mean all the, the hot drop dead gorgeous women? So uh, my husband is nine and a half years older than me. Oh, really? I had no idea. And yeah, wow. he's, He's going to turn 50 next year. I did not know that. I don't know why. And I, I hope this is not in any way insulting, but I thought you guys were around the same age. No, it's totally He's fine. He's youthful as I was actually. Fuck. I was just going to say, <laughs> I have more wrinkles <laughs> at 39 than this motherfucker has at 49. Like... He has this magical, youthful skin. And a few years ago, he had this like random alopecia where he lost all of his hair. Oh. Right. And then it grew back. Gray. Darker. <gasps> that's not nice. That's, that's. I know. I was like, what the fuck? So I have more gray on my head than he oh, does. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has more gray in his beard than I do in mine. So it's fine. But <laughs> my hair is a couple inches long now. Well, 
in some places it's actually really weird it's like a couple inches long on the sides and on the very top down by my forehead it's like a couple centimeters long i don't know why certain parts of my head grow faster than others um but you know you know and anyone out there who's not caught up with us or anything like that i went through chemotherapy back in uh september through january and obviously i lost all my hair and it grew back and there's a lot of gray in there a lot of gray Mm-hmm. Um, again, and it's not as dark. Yeah, right? it's not as dark as it used to. My hair used to be pitch black, and I mean like mm-hmm. black. You could not tell that it was actually brown unless I was standing in direct sunlight. Um, and now it's lighter, and there's a lot of gray in it. And because it's so short, but it's still kind of like my old thick hair, it looks like I have cobwebs on my head sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like, it looks like I was just up in the attic looking through some old shit and came down and didn't dust off my head. That's kind of what it looks like. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I want to die. I mean, I, I I don't have a lot of hair to begin with. And I like, it's very short right now. And I don't really feel interested in dying it because I just want it to be healthy and thick. And Mm -hmm. I just want it to grow back. I don't want to do anything to it. That's going to cause it to get thin or fall out. I'm just very like, just grow, baby, grow. So I'm just going to let it be gray, I guess. I think it's been um, probably five years since I've dyed my hair. Mm -hmm. And I stopped dyeing it for that exact reason. Uh, Well, I want to embrace my age. I don't want to be the kind of person that has to dye their hair every couple weeks. Same. To cover the grays. Same. Plus, I think gray hair can be so cool and beautiful sometimes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. There are women that have this long, luxurious, beautiful gray hair that just look like they are, like, in their power, you know? Um, I know. I wish. (laughs) I wish people could see what you just did. It was amazing. Well, I recorded that shit, so we'll put it somewhere. But they're, like, you know, like... (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it. And a lot of women complain that like gray, gray or white hair is, um, has a different texture than Mm -hmm. once it loses its pigment, I guess it develops a different texture. It's more, uh, kind of coarse. Yeah. Coarse is the right Mm -hmm. word. So my, my, I, I I mentioned my boss earlier. This is my director. So my, it would be my Mm -hmm. director and then my boss. So my director, she has a full head of gray hair. And I guess your hair, her hair would be considered coarse, but to me, mm-hmm. it's like thick and awesome. And just like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I don't know. It just, to me, it looks so powerful and, and, and just cool. And I love it. And you're like smarter. Yeah. It's that in between period when you have a lot of dark hair mixed with gray that I think that makes people uncomfortable. Like it's almost better to just be fully mm-hmm. gray or have no gray, but the in-between Yeah, it's like is... the in-between that's, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Aunt Charlotte, uh, who is one of the most amazing women I've ever known in my entire life, always had, like, the standard poodle cut, right? So, like, the super short hair and then has it permed, right? Uh, and then she, I mean, her whole life. And then she... Uh, I talked her into letting it grow when it was 
mostly gray, but still a little bit salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. And she grew it down to about a little longer than shoulder length. And it was so gorgeous, just absolutely stunning. But because she spent her whole life with it short, she didn't know what to do with it. So she cut it again, but God, when she had it for that, oh my God, it was just so beautiful. Yeah. So gorgeous. I want, um, I want to grow into my hair. Right. I want my hair to represent my journey. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people who dye their hair and cover up their grays. There's nothing wrong with that no. whatsoever. But I I think I'm feeling that way too. Like I, I just want to let it be. Um, mm-hmm. And I also am really enjoying my short hair. Like I got to tell you, it's so easy. I take a shower and doing my hair, styling my hair, anything that needed that I used to spend a lot of time on before, as far as my hair is concerned, is eliminated. I dry it with a towel and that's it. <laughs> you rock that shit though. You like, I've, I've never known you with hair. Yeah. Long hair. I mean, I, I met you. I had a shaved head when, during when we met. Yeah. Chemo. And now I'm watching your hair grow, but you really, really rock that shit. Thank you. You rock the Casbah. Thank you very much. And you rock a long braid like nobody. Oh, thanks. When it's kind of just draping over your shoulder. I love that. I love that. It, you actually make me miss my long hair, but at the same time, I'm 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 doing a good job of appreciating what there is to appreciate in my journey. Yeah. So, at the same time, I I do really love the short hair. And I I'll, I'll like randomly and he would never he would never impose his opinions upon me or push his you know try to make me do anything with my appearance that he preferred over what I wanted but my husband has made it clear that you know he's always loved my hair I had very long curly hair when we met and sometimes I'll be like so do you miss my long hair and he's like you look cute either way he's like why you really like the short hair huh and I'm like yeah kind of (laughs) Well, you do make me miss my short hair when I had like teeny tiny hair. I used to grow mine really long and then I would cut it off and donate, donate it. it. Yeah. That's... And that was my thing. And this is actually the longest it's ever been. It's, I uh, love without it Without cutting it and donating it's it. so great. I, I did that. I donated my hair um, shortly after I was diagnosed. <clears throat> I met with the, I met with my, my breast surgeon was the first doctor that I met with. And then uh, shortly after that, I met with my oncologist and they both pretty much explained everything, like what I had Mm -hmm. ahead of me in detail. And as soon as I found out that I was going to have to go through chemotherapy and I was going to lose my hair, I was like, well, I, I don't want my head of hair to go to waste. I know that like it could, it could be made to use, to make a wake, you know? So I -hmm. shaved I went to a salon. There's a salons affiliated. They'll actually write you a prescription. When when this happens, they'll write you a prescription for a wig and you'll get a free wig. So I went to a salon that was on the list of like places near me and they gave me a wig right then and there. And let me tell you, no. this is one of those like lace front wigs that's made out of Shit, you know what? I honestly can't remember if my my the wig that I got that day is made out of real hair or synthetic hair, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful and it looks mm-hmm. so realistic. It's insane. So nice. they basically 
it was like a trade-off. They took my hair mm -hmm. and they gave me a wig and they sent me home that day. So I, that's when I shaved my head. And I think it was like one to two weeks before Anahata's Purpose, which is when, you know, I would have encountered you for the first time. I don't think we ever really had a conversation at Anahata's Purpose. We didn't. But um, yeah, I went there and pretty much life changed after that event. Yeah. So um, last year at Anaha's Purpose, I ended up going and picking up Mama Kim, right, from the airport. And I drove her in and and all that stuff. And I, I had spoken with you on the internet. Mm -hmm. I knew Gretchen Wieners, yeah. right? <laughs> So when we left Anaheim's Purpose and we came home, I was like, Kim, who is this person? So I sent her a picture of all of us down at the river mm -hmm. and she circled you and we had not met. We had not spent any time together. Uh, but then Kim had set up the Marco Polo and we all kind of. Is she the one that set it up? I was wondering. Up. I was, she did. She started it. Okay, that's so uh, great. Because I was like, how did I even end up on that Marco Polo? Because I'm so glad I did. But I'm like, I can't remember yeah, the so very beginning of it. She started it. It was her idea. She kept telling me, Amberly, you got to join this. You got to join this. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to. So glad I did because I actually ended up, you know, talking to my sister, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole different thing. But um, so our coven came together on Marco Polo yeah, and she told me who you were. And then that's Gretchen. When Wieners. was it the first time we <laughs> met? <laughs> I think we met at, at Rachel's house, right? The, yeah. uh, I mean, we didn't interact first... on Marco Polo, but we, we, we did. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, hung yeah, out yeah. for the first time at Rachel's house. One of my favorite memories of the whole podcast is when I was like, Hey, Margo on Marco. And I was like, Hey, so I have this idea and you can totally take your time and think about it. And I just want to say, I would love for you to be my co-host. And literally as soon as it was over, my Marco was over. She's like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Answers. Yes. I, I, I honestly needed it. I really did. I just needed a way to just be more immersed in my practice. Like, cause I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm totally obsessed. If, if, if it was, if it was more mainstream, if, if witchcraft was more mainstream in, in the United States, I would be like some kind of cleric or something. I mean, I'm already ordained just so you know, people yeah. I'm ordained. <laughs> Can you get married? Yeah. Mario can do it. I'm really, really wanting to um, only do pagan and gay ceremonies, but I'll make an exception for some of you straight people if you're cool. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll marry all of you. I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> Non-denominational, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, no, I really just needed a way to immerse myself in my practice, mm -hmm. and this is this is – this is really it. It's fantastic. And I was so excited. And I, I've always, I've always loved and admired you ever since we started talking on, you know, Marco. And I was like, oh my God. And it's, and I'm, 
I do not really dive in headfirst unless it's something that there's literally going to be no repercussions for. Like I might dive in headfirst on like a Stromboli, but I'm not going to dive in headfirst on a project like this. And I just like, I, I felt like I had an outer body experience and I was watching myself just hit the, hit the record button and just be like, yeah, yeah let's do it <laughs> without you <laughs> totally jumped in headfirst. <laughs> And I was like, I'm having these problems with the website. You're like, I got this shit. <laughs> what if I just like never replied? I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> we would not be here. Um, yeah. I'm so thankful. I'm so happy that you I think that me. Thank you. It was a good idea. It was a great idea, Amberly. <laughs> All right. I think we've come to a good I think so stopping too. point. Yeah, we've been doing this for a little while. I, I, you know what? I'm proud of us because uh, if you've been, if you're still with us, uh, our energy was a little was a little low at the beginning. It was down. It was at down. The beginning. We were both down. Um, you know, it's totally understandable for us to both be feeling this way. Um, I think mm-hmm. that uh, most people are feeling that way. A lot of people, anyway. But um, I feel good right now because I've had some good conversation. Um, I've had a couple hard seltzers, which is giving me <laughs> giving me the hiccups and the burps right now, which is why I keep <clears throat> having weird pauses in my speech. But uh, I think we I think we found our footing, and I think we uh, we've been we've been going for a little while. This is good. Yeah, I think we did too. I was worried at the beginning, but I think I should never worry. Because really, you and I, eventually, eventually we get it. Yeah, we get the things gone. And like I said, I didn't. Um, I didn't want to come on here and pretend like nothing was happening for the sake of producing right. a good episode, because that would be completely fake. And it would be super. The fake. truth is, we're fucking bummed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that does not mean that you don't deserve to have some enjoyment. However, however you can find it, whatever, honestly, like this weekend, if you're going to a protest, then fucking a good for you. Um, If you're not, and if you're feeling just shitty, do something for yourself, you know, absolutely read a book you weren't wanting to read, you know, binge a TV show you've been wanting to binge. doesn't matter. Sure. Like just do something for yourself. Take care of yourself. Start Dr. Who over. Yeah. Stay witchy, my friends. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Stay witchy, my friends. No, it's okay. That was great. I love you, Margot. I love you too. <laughs> Fucking shitballs. All right, my friend Mario. I love you. I love you too. Thank you Thank for being you. awesome. Thank you. And drinking with me tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. We love you too. Thank you for joining us for the second ever Taurian tirade. Yes. We hope. Thank you listeners. Yeah. We hope that you were able to laugh at us a little bit, um, pass some time and even commiserate. But I love you guys too. And thank you so much for being with us. And thank you for Margot for, for Exactly. Thank you, Margot. So sorry for being with me. And I love you so much. Probably all of that is going to go at the end. And you're welcome, motherfuckers. (laughs) 
You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. Thank you.